Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. In a unique situation today, for those of you watching on video, we are actually four people in front of cameras, in front of a live audience at the Complete Leader Summit in Indian Wells, California, as we debut Optimizing Strategy for Results. It is co-authored by Dr. Evans Baya the, of the Innovators Advantage, Ron Price, who founded the Complete Leader Program, and Dr. Ted Wyma, Timothy Wyma, excuse me, Dr. Tim Wyma, who is a professor at Nairobi University. And it is uh, fantastic to have all three of you co-authors together to release the new book. It's actually exciting for us to be together because this is the first time we've been physically together since we decided to write the book. So what process did you use? How did you do this? And it's important for folks to realize that you did this in throughout 2020, correct? So during the pandemic, you were working on the book together from multiple continents sometimes. Yep, and as we often did in our conversations, I'll ask Dr. Baya to explain. <laughs> so we were doing this using Zoom. And uh, we started the journey back in March 2020. And we met every week on Friday morning, Friday morning, Mountain Standard Time, for all those months until the book got ready. So what was a typical meeting like? I'm fascinated to know. Is did somebody take point and lead a conversation? Did you work methodically through the book? What? Can, can we tell the truth? Well, I would hope you would. Uh, um, uh, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that gives you a context of how the meeting was. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, it always started with uh, you and I, didn't it, Prof Tim? We would sort of catch up and find out about how our week went. You were usually done playing squash. Yes. And you would break away from a squash game. To, yes. And then Evans, who was usually milking goats or something like that, he, he would join us. And when he joined us, then we'd start the meeting. But that's not always the case. <laughs> Which part is not always the case? That you were uh, always... <laughs> somehow, I was always the guy that spoke last. Okay. We actually, we had a wonderful time. It was as much a chance to get together as friends yes. and laugh together and fun. check in with each other as it was working on the book. Yeah. So let's dive into the book because that's what folks are, are interested in. The, a structured approach to make your business come alive and this idea of strategy. What was the launch that said that caused the three of you to say, this is our project, this is something that needs to be written, let's do it. So I think first, this all got started when we just had a conversation about strategy that was probably in 2018. 2018, yes. And we were at a conference in Scottsdale in 2019 and said, let's sit down and see whether or not we're really serious about this, whether we wanna do it. And so at that point we said, okay, we're gonna work on an outline and we started with an original outline which of course you never stay with that because it opens up your thinking 
And that eventually led to, uh, as soon as we saw the way that the world was changing in March of 2020, we saw it as a window of opportunity. Mm -hmm. We were all going to be staying home. We were all going to have a lot more control over our schedule. So we thought it was a great opportunity to do that. So I guess probably ought to ask you about the way you viewed it because um, we all have different experiences with strategy, which was an important part to the book. We all have a different way of thinking about it and approaching it. But I think probably Professor Wahima is who, who convinced us this is the time for us to, somehow he said, we're gonna do it, didn't he? Yes, and, he did. and we just obeyed. Like he always <laughs> does, he just says, just do it. Yeah. So Professor Tim, what is what excites you about strategy and this, this project? Uh, what excites me is the way we did it. Uh, for me, let me give you a background. I had been helping clients to develop strategy for many years, for more than 20 years. And I was very unhappy about the process we followed. And uh, I was also not happy with the books that I had seen about strategy. So I felt there was a gap. And I convinced my friends here <laughs> that we should do something about uh, developing a practical book that uh, practitioners uh, can use uh, to develop and uh, optimize strategy. And that's how we came together. I realized everybody had been working on strategy in one way or the other. And therefore, we found some common, some commonality in that we are all interested in strategy. And it came at a time when I was also wanted to take time off. Uh, I wanted to go on sabbatical. And therefore, I had convinced myself that I was going to write a book with or without these guys. <laughs> but when we sat down together, well, then we said, we better come back, better come together and write and enrich the book that we want to write about strategy. So I'm sensing from the, the television news business, we talk about chemistry that happens yes. between people. And it's magical when you see chemistry between people and how they get along. And I'm starting starting to sense that now. So. Was that a, tell me about the evolution of the chemistry between the three of you to really hone in on this idea of strategy and come at it from a new perspective. And the roles that each of you played in that and what you brought as part of that chemistry. You know, it goes back to uh, Evans and I wrote a book that was published in 2017 called The Innovator's Advantage. And Evans, because he had done some work at the University of Nairobi and helped with their innovation week, reached out to Professor Tim and asked if he could help us with a book launch in Kenya. I think that was that was my first that was my first trip to Kenya, November of 2017. And Evans and I just marveled at the way Professor Tim went to bat for us. He had appointments for us with significant people throughout Kenya. He just, he went way beyond anything that we could have imagined. So we immediately fell in love with him as a person. Mm. And that's what started things. And we had a lot of fun then. We ate chicken together. Yes. I'm not gonna say what we drank, but we, we had old, uh, old fashioned Kenyan barbecue chicken. Yes. And then um, they asked me to come back. I think that was 2019. And uh, we did a full week training with a group of mostly instructors or professors from the University of Nairobi around talent and skills. And we included uh, walking them through uh, our leadership development program. 
I remember because it was November and it was the U.S. Thanksgiving and I, w I was missing Thanksgiving with my family, so they put on a big African barbecue for me, yes. complete with dancing. Yes, a lot which of I, dancing. I still got video. <laughs> so anyway, we had this wonderful relationship. When it came to start time to start collaborating, I think what makes collaboration work is you both, you all want to accomplish the same thing, mm -hmm. but you have different ideas of how you want to do yes. it. Those different ideas create a wonderful recipe. So Professor Tim is pretty process-oriented. He had a lot of ideas about different ways to track strategy. He'd had a lot of his own experiences with it, with a very, I think I could say, with a very African culture tone to it, because sometimes their strategy plays out by writing a song that everybody sings. It's not very typical for that to happen in the US. Um, and, and then from Evan's point of view, his experience in, innovate, or in strategy has had a lot to do with innovation in the product space. Mm. And um, we, we kind of teased him about this, but he played a huge role because he was kind of the contrarian. So there were a lot of times where Tim and I had saw things a certain way and we were ready to go. And Evan said, no, oh, wait a minute here. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. And it changed, it really made our project so much richer mm. because we had three completely different people mm. that had the same interest but were approaching it in different ways. That's my point. I don't know. What do you think about Do you have a contrarian view, Evans? Uh, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so, Professor Tim, I'm, I want to go back to what you said that when you started with this project, you were not happy with what was out there as far as books and the processes that you had been using. So give us a hint, what, what changes and, and did you arrive at a place that you're happy now with the process and the book and, and the reasons why? Uh, one of the things that we wanted to achieve is to give uh, practitioners and students of strategy a structured approach to follow. Because we were convinced, all of us, that strategy was a process. And it is a process that is structured, that is disciplined. And this is what, this is what we are putting in the book, a discipline of how to develop a strategy and to execute a strategy. And that is what we wanted to achieve. And I believe this will become a Bible for many people who want to develop and execute strategy well and get good results. There are hundreds of books on strategy. So you, you often ask the question, why in the world would we be doing another one? And it boils down to, do we think we have something different to share? And part of our conversation that stimulated this was that, first of all, we took a, the model of emotional intelligence for an individual, and we thought, how could you translate that into a model of strategic intelligence for an organization? Mm -hmm. So we played with the metaphor of EQ and applying it to strategy in the organization. We also felt that a lot of the work that all three of us do in thinking about the role that people play and how people are not the same. So you don't just throw anybody into a strategy team. You've got people who excel at different parts. We, in the book, we have seven stages of the creation or the preparation for the creation and the optimization of strategy. And we identified that there are different people with different talent patterns, different skills, different passions for each of those stages. Mm -hmm. So we felt that was something we've not seen anybody write about at all. 
And in fact, we actually have a profile for the, the ideal person for each of those seven stages. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the third thing that we thought was really different or unique is that we've all become fans of something called axiology, which is the study of value. Mm -hmm. And it's really informative when you think about those three parts of strategy, preparing for creating an optimizing strategy. And it, it's a fairly simple model of how you create value, but really powerful in the way you think about applying it to the process. So who's the book for? If you were to say, you know, create the character that this book is specifically written for. So that's a question that Evans asked more than once. So I think he can answer it now because we always had to answer it when he asked it. And the reason I ask that multiple times is, if you look at publications on strategy, it tells you what strategy is, even tells you somewhat how. But if you actually look at the overarching results, only 17% success rate in strategy implementation. OK, so there's all this noise about strategy, but the results are not reflecting the amount of uh, energy that organizations put to this. Mm -hmm. So, so we started to think about who should, who actually bears the burden of successful strategy or not successful strategy. Practitioners, students, but also leaders. The CEO is not necessarily going to take this book and say, I am going to use this book every step, but you can give to your executive team, and if they follow these steps as aligned on the structured approach, that will get you results. And so we want to be very clear. It's very structured. A scientific approach. That's, that's, that's from me. I, I love creating structures that you can be able to measure against. And we talked a lot about that. And so this book is for those people who want to not only improve strategy, strategic results, but who wants to be students, and great students for that matter, of strategy. Okay, so let's dive deeper into the scientific approach. Yes. Tell me more. So we talked about the seven stages. And those seven stages are supported by skills, you start, uh, and they're also uh, supported by tools. In each of those stages, there are specific tools and frameworks that you can follow. So when you talk about strategic intelligence, for example, how do you get strategic intelligence? Right? We can say you do SWOT analysis, you do all these different things. Great. Everybody does that. And they still get 17%. <laughs> Clearly, something is not working. So we go back into the people element of strategic approach, uh, strategic intelligence. We look at uh, other things like VUCA events, if there is, uh, if VUCA events are happening around you. So let's define VUCA for folks at home, because that's so, a military term. <laughs> so so uh, VUCA is an acronym mm -hmm. of uh, when you have environments that are volatile, Uncertain, <laughs> complex, complex, and ambiguous. Okay, so volatile, <laughs> uncertain, uh, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And Sound like the world we live in today? Yeah, it sounds like 2020, right? Yes. So my, um, my my point here is the way you do strategy during a VUCA event, which we have been going through, is very different when things are normal. Yeah. But but you should always 
anticipate a VUCA event in your strategy. Mm. You should always do that. So we provide you frameworks and tools around each and every one of these steps that if you actually followed, you're not only going to get the right mindset to go to the next stage, mm -hmm. but also we involve the right people and you get the right results from each of those sta uh, stages. So following this trail on the scientific aspect of this, what kind of experiments have you been engaged in? Where, what kind of results have you been seeing as you bring together the rich experiments your own experience, the richness of your own experience individually, and you bring that together. Let's talk about the sum of the parts mm -hmm. yeah. and the power of that and, and some of the success that you've seen just in the work you've done with individual businesses. So, so it's a combination of, of experiments that we had run before we wrote the book and then what we were learning as we wrote the book. A lot of what we did initially was look at what have you done mm -hmm. in this stage? What's worked for you? Mm -hmm. And Tim would have stories for us and he would talk about how he worked with this organization or that organization. What have you done? And so a lot of it was storytelling for us at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then that tended to stretch our thinking out further where we began to say, ooh, I know how we could make that a little bit better. I know we can make that. So one of the things that one, one of the people who has written a forward for us for the book is a very distinguished uh, bank executive in East Africa. I think the largest bank in East, largest Africa. Bank in East Africa. And he said when he, wrote, when he read what we wrote about the possibility of building strategic partnerships, which is a part of strategic intelligence, he said that's something we are never going to be without again. We are going to use that over and over again. That's an example. Yes, yes, yes. I had a couple of examples where things that T Prof Tim was using that I hadn't used, I decided to experiment with them in a couple uh, projects that I was involved in. And I was amazed with how easily they flowed and the kind of results we got. I, I remember one group, I told them, we're going to have 200 ideas around what we could do with strategy in the next hour. And they just looked at me incredulous. And I said, here's how we're going to do it. And Tim has a formula. He has a very specific formula of how you do creative thinking. Doggone it, we had 200 ideas in an hour. And then we were able to organize those ideas into primary themes. And by the end of that day, we, we had identified what the one or two goals were under each theme that they were going to go and build plans around. So obviously, that's an event, and strategy is a process. That's one step in the process that you take. But it's a great example of how we sort of combined the old and the new based on what we were learning from each other. Yeah, one last example. Uh, uh, Prof and I uh, just um, served uh, a large client uh, in Kenya. Actually, it was his client. I just came along to carry his bag. Um, <laughs> but uh, we actually used the framework. And they were not only very impressed with the framework, but the kind of strategy and strategic document that came out of that, they would never have anticipated that. And the praise and the reviews has been just amazing. And they're very, very clear what the next five years looks like. But it's not just about the strategy document. It's also how to prepare to execute it mm -hmm. and how to communicate it across the organization. So we provide you the framework not only on how to create a great strategy, but also how to implement it, but communicate it the right way at the right stage to the right people 
at the right time so you can get the results. So let's unpack this answer because I think there were a number of pieces inside that answer that relate to the overwhelming, less than awe-inspiring 17% success rate of most yeah. strategy. Yeah. Uh, so unpack that in light of the failure that we see 83% of the time. Yeah, so Prof will give you a kind of stories. And he has done all kind of strategy work with very large and influential organizations across Africa. We have done the same thing here. And what is sad is, uh, and I'm sure even members of the audience here will testify with their own, own organization, <laughs> you have this beautiful strategy and you even have the board come celebrate the launch of the new strategy. And then the next time you see that strategy is when you're preparing for the next strategy. <laughs> right? It sat on a, <laughs> on, on a bookshelf somewhere and collected uh, dust. Yeah, and, and what you do on an annual basis is not strategic intelligence. What you're doing is an operational plan, right? And so what this framework affords you is the ability to not only review, but also uh, you have the tools to actually check this out throughout the lifetime of the strategy. And you are communicating, you are learning, you are evaluating, and you are actually being very honest. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost black and white in terms of, did you get the results or not? And if you did not, what did you learn? If you did, what did you learn? So there's always that. And remember, there's always that VUCA opportunity that says, oh no, we planned for this. Uh, pandemic happened. Clients changed, competitors changed, new competition, whatever it is, you have to plan for that as well. Yeah. Let me, let me, add, let me add something. I think uh, the biggest challenge always is creating strategy is not very difficult. But now translating that strategy to operational terms in terms of what say, employees do on a day-to-day -day basis is the biggest challenge. And of course, the rest is to monitor that on a routine basis, uh, maybe quarterly or whatever period uh, the organization decides, and always bringing the lessons into it. So there are few, uh, a few important things there. That, that translation of the strategy into operational terms that people can execute on a day-to-day -day basis. There's a piece that we, we agreed that uh, is critical, communication. If you look at the seven stages, we have said communication is something that happens throughout the process, right? From preparing to develop a strategy, to executing strategy, to learning from that strategy, and so on and so forth. And I think from my point of view, because we have different points of view, <laughs> yes. from my point of view, um, a big part of what I think the book does is it chunks down a very, very big project into small enough sections that you can be confident, you can understand the progress you're making, mm -hmm. and you can recognize the process that you're a part of instead of getting stuck I always liked it. I, I always felt like doing strategy was sort of like, like walking through a muddy field. Mm -hmm. The further you go, the heavier it gets. And at some point you're in the middle and you're stuck and you don't, do I go to the end or do I just quit? And you can't quit because you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know why, but that's the way strategy always came across to me. This chunks it down so that you know where you're at, you can celebrate the progress you're making, but you know where you need to go to finish. That's one thing. 
The second reason that I, or at least a second reason that I think only 17% of strategic plans actually get executed well mm -hmm. is that we tend to add them on top of people's work. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got all your other stuff, now do the strategy thing. Mm -hmm. It's the wrong way. Strategy should be the core and everything else should build out of the strategy. And the way that we outline the process and the way that we believe about it is help employees recognize the role that they play in the execution of strategy and to see how the rest of their work is relevant to those core themes that they're working on. It changes the game. Actually, I'll tell you a story of uh, an organization I was facilitating to develop a strategy. And uh, everybody was so busy that they would not uh, do the assignments that I give. <laughs> and I, I went to the CEO and said, I am going until your people uh, recognize that they need to create time for strategy. That whatever they are busy with in their operational duties, day-to-day -day activities, are not as important as the strategy. The strategy is primary, as you're saying. Uh, until you get that realization, or when you get that realization, please call me back. And I went away. And he did. And by the time I came, I found a changed situation. And then we started again. Okay. Just to drive the point home. Yeah. The change was that they were now open to realizing that the strategy was the core out of which all of the work would come. And, and you were going to define what that work was as part of the strategy. So let's make this practical for the listener who says, OK, I'm buying the book. I'm going to read through the book. Um, first thing in 2022 so that as I make my way through the year, I can be thinking about how to start to set strategy. Yeah. What, what are some of the first initial steps that they need to be thinking about? Because I've heard about the importance of communication, and uh, but make it practical yeah, for the, our listener. The great book, or the book is a great description of what you can't do. Because you can't do it just by reading a book. Reading gives you knowledge, but practice gives you skill. Mm -hmm. So the book points you to the direction of how to begin to practice and how to develop that skill. And that's why we have a whole section in the beginning part of the book about what culture is and how important culture is. Culture should be empowering strategy, not resisting strategy. You know the old phrase, strategy, or culture eats strategy for lunch. Yeah, we say, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Culture is supposed to empower strategy. Mm -hmm. So I say that we show them what they can't do first because by knowledge alone, they're not going to be able to do it. They can take the book and they, through their commitment to practicing and developing new skills, they can develop their ability to execute strategy more effective. They won't hit 100% in year one. But they can do a lot better than they did the previous year. And then year two, they'll get a little, because skill is something you build up over time. It's not something that you get by going to a class. Second thing is they could reach out to us. We have a lot of other materials on our website, which is strategyforresults.com. They could reach out to us and, and get a lot of the tools that we have available there. We have different programs going on there that they can access. And then the third thing is they can reach out to us and say, we don't just want your stuff, we want to, you to help us. Now, I, I don't know if which of us would do it or if it would be one of our other associates because we have a lot of other people that we believe in mm -hmm. and we love what they do in strategy. But that, I think those are the next steps. Read it, see whether you believe in the possibility of it. Hopefully recognize the futility of trying to do it without learning new skills. Mm -hmm. 
And then if you want to go faster, call us, let us help you. Because that's really what we are. We're a catalyst to help them succeed in what they could succeed in anyway, but we help them get there quicker. So what is next for the three of you? Wow, uh, for the three of us, we are going to develop uh, some tools that uh, uh, people read the book and go into our website and be able to be able to download some tools that they can be able to, to use to develop strategies. Yeah, we actually have 12 learning modules that people can either look at the one that they're most concerned about or they can go through the whole program. Yes, so we have broken the book into 12 modules that uh, if you realize that uh, strategic intelligence is your, is your big problem, we have two tools there that you can go and uh, download. And it will, uh, the, 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 the website will contain electronic learning resources that you can go through and be able to, to be assisted. So that together with the book, I think will uh, uh, enable anyone to, to handle any one of the stages. Okay. Yeah. yeah. From my standpoint, we have created the framework. We have a lot of experiences already, but we are going to invest in being better students of strategy. Because we believe that with the changes that are happening every day in our, uh, at the global level, uh, there are going to be more and more, for example, VUCA events we are going to have also, the environment is becoming more unpredictable. Mm. So the complexity of what strategy is, and then you add that to the change in technologies, other trends, uh, agility, movement towards agility, all those different things, they bring some different level of complexity to what strategy is and what really what employees should be thinking about. Mm. And so we are going to I think going to the next level of being even better students of, of strategy and share that with, with those people who actually uh, share this mindset that strategy is not an event, it's a process, there's a scientific, strategic, step-by-step uh, 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 -step approach, and you are looking to optimize results. You're not just doing it for the sake of doing it, mm -hmm. you want results, and that's what we want you to, to achieve. Yep, and I would say, um, the next step for us is we're really grateful that um, the, the book is being published as an ink.com original imprint. So uh, Ink Magazine is getting behind it and we're really gratified by that. We hope that it gives us more opportunity to spend time together, whether it's Zoom or, or in person, because uh, we kind of like hanging out with each other. We still have a song to tell. compose. Yeah. You still have a song to compose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the best place for someone to find the book, is it at strategyforresults.com? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon right now. At the time we're recording this, you can pre-order it at, at amazon.com. It'll be available in ebook. It'll be available in an audible book. So they can get it that way. Really, the, the reason to go to the website is to find out additional things that we have that mm -hmm. complement the book and uh, to find ways to contact us. Okay. But then it will be also be available in all bookstores everywhere, including airports. Okay. So. Wow, that's quite a commitment. That's 
always fun to see uh, see a book sitting on a shelf yeah. where you have said, you can say, oh, I know those. <laughs> kind of spooks you when you go through an airport and you see yes. one of your books on the bookshelf. Exactly. So, right. yeah. Perfect. So the website is strategyforresults.com. The book comes out early January 2022, and it is co-authored uh, by Professor Timothy Wyma, Ron Price, Evans Baya. Thank you, three of you, so much. So a few asks of our audience. Um, number one, obviously, grab the book. As you do that and you read the book, if you would then go and review the book online, that will help make it easier to find for people looking for books on strategy because the more positive reviews that a book has, the better it seems to sell. Funny yes. how that works. <laughs> so we would definitely appreciate you doing that. While you are out doing that, this podcast also uh, really thrives based on positive reviews from you. So rate, review us, share with someone who you think this content will help. We would definitely appreciate that. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast playing app and also subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as always, you have the completeleader.org as a full resource of information on your leadership journey. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking this time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Congratulations on a fantastic read. And we look forward to seeing how businesses dramatically improve the success and the outcomes and create strategy that is really meaningful for their organizations. Hopefully that's your organization. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.